Tonight I would like to start with a quote from a book by His Holiness, the Dalai Lama. The book is called uh, The Heart of Meditation. So His Holiness writes, I have great interest in the statement by many wise persons in all the orders of Tibetan Buddhism that their systems come down to the same final principle. And I feel that this is what I should and must explain. Such an exploration may be controversial, but in any case, these great scholar-yogis say that all these systems come down to the same basic insight, the same principle, because there is indeed a final basic experience on which they all alight. There's no way they would say this just to be polite. Once there must be such a place of coming together, what is it? What is it? Here Solinus talks about uh, the Tibetan tradition, but uh, many Tibetan lamas would agree upon that actually all mystic traditions rest a lot rest upon that basic insight, a common basic insight. So what is it? What is it? Nobody knows. <laughs> it can't be known. But there's words for it. And um, the word of, uh, which is being used in this book, it's actually also the undertitle of this book. So the title is The Heart of Meditation. And the undertitle is The Recognition of Innermost Awareness. The Recognition of Innermost Awareness. And innermost awareness is the translation of uh, Jeffrey Hopkins, Jeffrey Hopkins, of the Tibetan word Rikpa. So what His Holiness says here in this text, or and he continues in this book, that what the Tibetan tradition is about, in its essence, is the recognition of innermost awareness. Innermost awareness carries others and other names in the Tibetan tradition. The emptiness of your mind, the primordial ground, the great mother, Buddha nature, ultimate bodhicitta, dharmakaya, the heart essence, the clear light mind on the teachings on the death process. It's called Ösel, the clear light mind of death. So many, many different names. And then if we go into other traditions, the beloved, 
God, not God, not as a creator, but as the final basic principle. Essence love, pure awareness, unconditioned awareness, non-dual awareness. So that's all space holders for the same experience. So for our first meditation, I would like to uh, use the metaphor of water. So later in the text, uh, His Holiness is using this metaphor and he says, no matter what kind of consciousness we might consider, so no matter what kind of consciousness we might consider, you're referring to the different experiences we have, anger, love, compassion, jealousy, dullness, and so on. So no matter what kind of state we are in, no matter what kind of experience we have, the clear light of innermost awareness pervades it. So no matter what is happening within, within your inner life, the clear light of innermost awareness pervades it. Ice, so one of the aggregates of water, even when it is solid and hard, does not pass beyond the nature of water. In the same way, no matter how coarse, tough, or tight conceptions might be, the place from which they dawn and the place into which they vanish when we no longer, th when we no longer think them does not pass beyond innermost awareness. So I want to bring this image into our first meditation. The aggregates of water. So we have ice, we have water, the clarity of water, and we have boiling water. And maybe you have a sense a bit of where your state of mind right now is. Yeah. Would you Would you define it as cold, tight, narrow, harsh, judgmental? So that would be more the ice aggregate. Or have you an experience of turbulence, of distraction, of boiling water? So usually what we assume is, through our spiritual practice, we need to do something with the state of our mind. We need to soften, we need to calm, we need to 
uh, be more alert. We need to be less distracted. The, the view here is different. So the view here is that no matter in what aggregate your current mind state is, it doesn't leave the it doesn't leave the presence of innermost awareness. It is a different aggregate, a different a different way of how to say that a different a different manifestation a different display of innermost awareness the clarity of the water is present in these three aggregates in boiling water, in ice, and in still water. So in the recognition of innermost awareness, we are after that common quality. So in this way, in this view, in your meditation, nothing is an obstacle. No antidote is applied. The water is recognized in the eyes, in the calm water, and in the boiling water. The clarity of the water which is being recognized is the simple fact that you are aware, that you are conscious. That there is presence. That quality, which is naturally available at this moment. Probably most of you would answer the question, are you aware right now? Are you conscious right now? Probably most of you would say yes. I can hear what you say, so I must be conscious, I must be aware. <coughs> that quality of being aware, that quality of being conscious, that knowingness, that presence, that 
which looks through your eyes and feels through your heart and which is aware of touch, that which is aware or conscious of these words, what is that? That is Buddha. That is your Buddha nature. That is Rigpa. The empty, cognizant space within which this moment is happening. No matter if this moment sucks and is like ice, or if this moment is peaceful and soft, or if this moment is like boiling water, restless, distracted. So there is a common factor, the clarity of the water, innermost awareness, pure awareness, awareness itself, which is common in these different kinds of experiences. And His Holiness in this book says that all other meditations are provisional. He even says all other meditation are not real meditation. The real meditation is the recognition of innermost awareness. Becoming curious not about what you are aware of, but becoming curious with what you are aware. So let's play with that. I will give uh, some pointers, starting with a bit of arriving and settling and connecting with your body. If you like, you can close your eyes, if that makes it easier for you to connect with your inner life. But it's also fine to sit with open eyes, with a relaxed gaze. And then, as always, the invitation is to shift from the head into the body. From doing and the busyness of the day into being 
like shifting gear. And that is something which you allow to happen. It feels like sliding or dropping into the body. And starting to notice the aliveness in your body, your inner life, as it is. might be helpful to lightly rest upon the breath. So with the in-breaths sliding into the body, embracing, allowing, welcoming. And then with the out-breath, giving space softening, opening. And the inner dialogue becomes less important. Like a radio, pro radio program, program in the other room, which neither bothers you nor does it interest you. And then when you get hooked, you unhook and drop back into the belly, into your hands, into the lifeness of your body. If there's some discomfort in your body, emotional or physical, you just let it be. And then you rest.
in present moment awareness, spacious aliveness. Letting this moment, letting your inner life be exactly what it is. No antidote. Just feeling what you're feeling. Just just hearing what you're hearing. Just thinking what you're thinking. Let everything happen to you. And then you rest. And the conditioned level of your experience, the display of your karma, the relative level of mind, that's pretty obvious. So that's whatever is happening for you. Sounds, sensations, your mood, feelings. the sense of I, the mental image of the body, the mental image of this room, the sense of being localized in time and space. All that is content, all that are appearances within awareness. You can center yourself a bit with the breath or another sensation in your body. But try to keep your heart, your body, your mind open. So, and then let's try if using the image of the water, the metaphor of the water, that is helpful here. So, whatever you experience right now, maybe you experience some tightness somewhere in the body, or maybe you experience some flow in your body, maybe you feel tired, you have an emotional experience, maybe you are confused or bored. So all that are the different aggregates of water. There's ice, 
there's clear water, there's boiling water, there's movement in the water, more subtle movements like the thoughts or more tense moving like the breath. But it's all water. It remains to be water. What comes from water is water and dissolves back into water. Sounds are water, feelings are water, sensations are water, memories are water, worries are water, joy is water. In different states, in different densities, in different frequencies. And then if you get distracted or lost or you space out, so all you do is the recognition that it's all water. Distraction is water, spacing out is water. Trying to do something is water. Resistance is water. Peace is water. It's all the same stuff. The sense of I is water, your name is water, your personality is water. It's all content within awareness, in the nature of awareness. It's all the same energy, the same stuff. The breath is water. Sadness is water. It comes from water, is water, dissolves back into water. Trying to get somewhere is water, trying to reject something is water. It has one taste.
and the ice dissolves and the water, boiling water calms down and is still water. And then you rest. And the flow of the water, different aggregates of water rising, that, that just happens by itself. Just going on and on and on. And you just rest. Discomfort in your body is water. Being tired is water. Appearances made from water within water dissolving back into water. The water we are talking about here is in the nature of love. The water we are talking about here is Buddha, awaken. It is the Great Mother. The water we are talking about here is boundaryless and centerless, infinite, infinite, eternal, loving awareness, presence, consciousness. You can't get closer to the water, you can't get away from the water.
has nothing to do. Water can't be improved. If you feel ice, it's water. You just need to recognize it as water. If it's boiling, if it gets dull, you just recognize it as water. Everything is happening within water and remains to be water. Even if it has a different color, a different energy, a different flavor, different characteristics, it's all water. It's all consciousness. It's all Buddha mind. The sense of I, the sense of being a person with a certain name and a certain gender, with certain projects, with problems, it's all water. You can't drink the water of life tomorrow or yesterday. This is all there is. This is the water of life. Nothing needs to change. Boundaryless, centerless, timeless, full, radiant.
peace. Peace without a cause. The way the water displays itself for you right now is determined by your karma. You can't do anything about it. Just relax. Of course, it's nice if the ice melts. It's nice when the boiling water is calming down. It's fine to enjoy that. But it doesn't change the fact that it is all water. drinking the water of life in present moment awareness. It doesn't get better than this. You can really relax. There's nothing to figure out. Nothing you need to improve. Nothing you are lacking. Nothing in you is really harmed. Nothing in you is really broken. 
it's all water. This too. You can relax, you're safe, there's nothing to get, nothing you're missing, that's all water. Even the idea that something is missing is water. The water in the nature of love, essence love. If there's boiling water, you don't need to do anything. It will calm down by itself. If there's ice, you don't need to melt it. It's melting by itself. Just being present. And that is already happening. No antidote. There is, in fact, nothing wrong with you.
and everything is equally equally sacred. Everything is equally magnificent. Everything is equally mysterious. Everything is equally awake. Just different flavors of love. Everything is already empty. It seems these days I'm always getting lost in my own guided meditations. <laughs> Times, time flies by. Because I, I wanted to talk about something else. <laughs> but, then, but now there's not so much time left. But uh, I will... Um, Introduced now the topic of the evening, um, because what I didn't want to talk about is innermost awareness, uh, which is a wise move because uh, you can't talk about it. So, uh, so what I wanted to talk about it is one of the provisional practices because that's something I can talk about. Something, uh, something I, something I know. I know something about that, you know, the provisional practices. And most of the Tibetan uh, lineages, they claim or they hold the view that in order to have a recognition of innermost awareness, 
we need to do some stuff before. So I want to talk about the stuff before. In particular, if you came here to learn something, kind of some steps or... And uh, the, the stuff you do before, before you do real meditation, is, uh, is, uh, is good to do, it's healthy to do, it's, uh, it, has, it has its own benefits. Yeah. So most uh, Tibetan lineages, except Dzogchen, the Great Perfection, the teachings on the Great Perfection, they hold the view that one of the preparations, one of the preliminary practice for the recognition of innermost awareness is shamatha practice, calming down the mind. So the, their idea is the only way that you can recognize water is to melt the ice and calm the boiling water down. And then you can recognize the clarity of the water. The Dzogchen tradition doesn't agree with that. But uh, let's go with the majority for now. And it has a provisional relative benefits uh, to calm down the mind. So, and for that, there's uh, two options. One is called shamatha with object. The other option is shamatha without object. And the sequence, if you want to have a sequence, would be we start with shamatha with object, move into shamatha without object, and then move into the recognition of innermost awareness. So the knowledge of how to develop shamatha, meaning Strengthening, strengthening the capacity to stay engaged what is important to you. To keep what is important to you in the foreground of your attention, in the foreground of your awareness. The knowledge about that in the Tibetan tradition is, is really vast, so they explored that a lot. And uh, most, uh, most Tibetan lineages follow the, the teachings of Kamalisha and Asanga, the nine stages of developing shamatha. It's a good uh, map, useful to read if you get interested in cultivating this capacity Cultivating that capacity to stay, to stay in contact with what is important to you, what really matters. I mean, imagine all the time we save, we would save. Because our mind goes all over the place and we lose often that which is important to us. Which is really what that what is what is dear to us, that which really matters, and we might not even notice it. We could spend 
weeks, months, years, being just all over the place, seeking, being restless, entertainment, distracting ourselves and not getting anywhere and losing the contact with our inner life and losing the contact with what is what really matters, particular knowing that we are going to die soon. And what did you do with your life then? So in that capacity of staying connected with what is important to you, making that, uh, keeping that in the foreground of your awareness, of keeping that into your heart, that capacity can be trained. You can train the, through introspection. You can train your capacity to notice when you are not, not aligned anymore with what is important to you. It's like kind of waking up. Oh, what is important to me is to have an open heart and I'm just all over the place. And you notice it. And then you train the capacity to return to what is important to you. So the way we cultivate the different factors necessary to stay connected with what is important to you is shamatha uh, with object. So meaning we have an object in meditation. Let's talk about meditation, like kind of a bit of a formal meditation, meaning at a time where you sit quietly, you are not busy. So we pick a meditation object. Pretty, pretty straightforward. Like in often that one of the initial objects is the breath. And you do your breathing meditation. Probably all of you have done that. So you notice the breath, you bring it into the foreground, you, you, you cultivate the factors which are necessary to stay connected with the breath, the sensations of the breath. You cultivate your capacity of introspection, noticing when you, are, when you lost the object, when, it, uh, when something else is in the foreground, then that what you want to be in the foreground. And that is a kind of training. And then you go through the nine stages. Up to, the cap up to the capacity we all have to unwaveringly stay connected deeply with what is important to you. So after the break, um, I want to, and there's a lot, you know, a lot to explore in these teachings. Uh, I want to uh, mention or talk about three three aspects of this practice, and that is peripheral awareness, focused awareness, flexible awareness. So these are the three uh, concepts I, I would like to share with you. Uh, 
which I found helpful in the uh, in this uh, in in this training.